You do it right to update your home and stick to your budget. Lowe's is here to help with Labor Day savings throughout the store. Upgrade your appliances and save up to 40% off select appliance special values. Like a Samsung front-load laundry pair with steam. And a champagne finish was $19.98, and now is just $13.96. And refresh your home with $15 off gallon cans and $45 off 5-gallon pails via Lowe's gift card rebate when you buy select interior and exterior paint and stain. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Paint offer valid through 9-4, appliance offer valid through 9-11, U.S. only. The following comes to you through podbean.com. In the artist realm with Sylvia Stein. Here we go. And welcome to In the Artist Realm. Happy, happy Tuesday. I am Sylvia Stein, and I'm so happy that you're here today. Today we are going to start with Chapter 3 of the book, Crafting Dynamic Dialogue, The Complete Guide to Speaking, Conversing, Arguing, and Thinking in Fiction. From the editors of Writer's Digest, the foreword is by Cheryl St. John. As you know... We have been uh, covering this book. We started with chapter one, and uh, which was by uh, author Jack Smith. We discussed, he said, she said, the process of writing the dialogue, the consistency, consistency, sorry, of tone and character, breaking with dialogue convention, and typical dialogue problems. And that this is by Jack Smith, who is the author of the award-winning novel Hog to Hog, Texas Review Press, 2008. Um, he also wrote Icon, um, and as well as numerous short stories and reviews. We covered that. Um, and the podcast is on podbean.com, Crafting Dynamic Dialogue. You just got to scroll down and find the episode. And then we also covered uh, the last podcast, sorry, was The Purpose of Dialogue by Gloria Kempton. And Gloria Kempton is also, give me one second here, got all these pages kind of stuck together, I think. Sorry about that. Is an author, writing coach, and former magazine and book editor. She is the author of 11 books, including Write Great Fiction, Dialogue, and The Outlaw's Journey, a mythological approach to storytelling. She's a former contributing editor to Writer's Digest magazine and instructor for Writer's Digest online writing courses. So she's done a lot of that, um, a, a lot of writing, obviously. And the chapter two, she takes over the purpose of dialogue. And she and we discussed, and it's also on the uh, podcast. If you want to uh, go over the last two segments we did on the uh, crafting dynamic dialogue, characterizing, revealing motives. Okay. Set the mood in the story. Intensifying the story, creating tension and suspense. And adding bits of setting and background. And we did have some exercises in communicating the theme, 
which is a, an important part of a story. And uh, we will be going over those exercises on the next show. But for today, we're going to begin with um, author Stephen James rewriting the rules. We're going to go into dialogue should stay on topic. Using dialogue as you would actual speech. And uh, I think that's all we're going to cover today. But I want to go over what who uh, Jack Smith, uh, sorry, Stephen Smith is. I mean, sorry, Stephen James. My apologies. It's a Tuesday and it feels like a Monday. Stephen James is a national best-selling novelist whose award-winning pulse-pounding thrillers continue to gain critical acclaim and a growing fan uh, base. Supreme uh, Suspense Magazine, sorry, who uh, named Stephen's book The Bishop their book of the year, says that he sets the new standard in suspense writing. So this should be a very interesting chapter. So we're going to go ahead and begin with Stephen James and uh, rewriting the rules. And this is what he says. Okay. And welcome to In the Artist Realm. I am Sylvia Stein. <clears throat> Excuse me. Most of us, it says, have heard the typical advice about writing dialogue. Make sure your characters don't sound all the same. Include, give me one second. It's always something that moves in the page today. The last time it was the, uh, the phone kept getting locked in. So that's why I decided not to air the show and start over today. Okay. Here, give me one second again live show and uh, a lot of a lot of interruptions so far okay says most of us have heard the typical advice about writing dialogue making sure our characters don't all sound the same including what's essential opting for the word said over other dialogue tags and so on while these blanket suggestions can get you headed in the right direction he says they don't take into account the, sub, the subtleties of subtext. For example, characterization, uh, the subtleties of subtext, comma, characterisa uh, characterization, digression, placement of speaker attributions, and the potentially detrimental effect of proper punctuation. So let's delve into the well-intended uh, intended advice you'll mostly commonly hear what you need to know instead so let's begin with dialogue should stay on topic that's that's accurate it says in real life we talk in spurts in jumbles in bursts in wipeouts and mumbles and murmurs and grunts as we try to formulate our thoughts we stumble and correct ourselves like i've been doing today we pause and reflect we backtrack we wander into tangents and then get back to the point it's often said that on the page, good dialogue doesn't do the same thing, but I disagree. Tangents reveal character traits and priorities, he says. If dialogue is too focused and direct, it'll become predictable. Readers want to see the motivations, the quirks, the uniqueness of each character. The prudent use of digressions can add texture to a story. People don't always respond to what was said or to the questions they're asked. They interrupt. 
change the subject, and attempt to stay on their predetermined course, even after the conversation has taken a turn into a different direction. And that is true, as we know. Then he says, moving on to the next segment here, he gives us an example. How come it's so hot in here? The dialogue opens with that. It's supposed to hit 90 today. Hey, listen, do you want some lemonade? 90? Man, I hate this. Remind me why we left Maine in the first place. 90's not so bad, so lemonade? Even in this brief, uh, very brief exchange, multiple conversations are taking place. They overlap, reveal the character's attitudes, and add very similitude of, to what's being said. At times, you'll want your dialogue to pull off into tributaries. This doesn't mean it's unfocused or random, but rather it's layered with meaning to show the goals of the characters, the social context of the conversation, and the subtext that's present in the scene. In fact, sometimes you'll want your characters to discuss trivial things. Subtext brings depth to triviality. In Hollywood, there's a saying, the scene is not about what the scene is about. In essence, this means that what the readers or viewers are witnessing on the surface is not what lies at the heart of the scene. Scenes that are primarily about romantic tension will often have dialogue in which the characters banter or engage in small talk. But in those instances, it's what's going on beneath the surface that matters most. Identify the core tension of the scene then plumb subtext and use apparent triviality to your advantage in dialogue. And then in, in an in open parenthesis, it says, Kavit. This, like many literary techniques, should be used in moderation. There's no need to show subtext in every scene, nor should you. Shade scenes, for instance, are best approached as what you see is what you get. An attempt to layer in subtext will only become a distraction. Don't be afraid of digressions. Use them to insert red herrings, foreshadow important events, reveal clues about what motivates your characters, or add new dramatic elements to the storyline. I think that's very sound advice. And now we move on to using dialogue as you would actual speech. And this is all, again, from Crafting Dynamic, Crafting Dynamic Dialogue, the Complete Guide to Speaking, Conversing, Arguing, and Thinking in Fiction from the Editors of Writer's Digest. And the forward is by Cheryl St. John. We're on Chapter 3 with novelist and uh, best-selling author Stephen James. We just covered dialogue to stay on topic and why. And now we're moving on to using dialogue as you would actual speech. So he says... <clears throat> Although in real life, people speak primarily to impart information. In fiction, a, conversa a conversation is not simply a way for something to be expressed. It's a way for something to be overcome. As you're writing, rather than asking yourself, what does this character need to say? Ask, what does this character need to, to accomplish? So it says, a woman wants to confront her husband about is overspending. He wants to watch the game. The cops are questioning a sus suspect. She's being evasive. Okay. And we'll be right back. Give me one second here. All right. And I do apologize if you hear any background noise. I do have children in the house. 
And as much as I try to move around, my house is not very big. And I don't want to miss out on giving another show. I'm hoping the, the feedback isn't too much. But I do have three children that I'm hoping will go back to school soon. I love them and everything. But it's it's time for them to go back, don't you think? <laughs> and, and we still got to wait a little bit till August. But So give me a second here so I can continue on the examples. This is all uh, sounds and music from GarageBand. Okay. So we left off with the... A woman wants to confront her husband about his overspending. He wants to watch the game. The cops are questioning the suspect. She's being evasive. In both of these instances, the mutually exclusive goals of the characters create tension that affects how the conversation will play out. When determining your character's response to stimuli, remember that his agenda toward the other person will trump the topic of conversation. For example, there's this crazy thing they invented called the Internet. You can look stuff up on it. You should check it out sometime. Uh, now that was sarcasm, right? Um, no, but that was. What do you think? Wait, was that? She looked at me despairingly. Words can be barbs. They can be sabers. They can be jewels. Don't let them be marshmallows that are just passed back and forth. Give each character a goal. The speaker might be trying to impress the other person or entertain her or seduce her or punish her. Whatever it is, the agenda, whether stated explicitly or not, will shape everything that's said. You're going to tell him about us, are you? He'll find out eventually I should be the one to... No, listen, we have something special here. Do you really want to lose it? It's not just that. I have the kids to think about what's best for them. Here, neither question is answered directly. Often you can move the story forward more effectively by having the characters respond in a way that implies an answer, showing that they're reading between the lines of what was said or have questions of their own. Okay. Then we move on to opt for said. Okay. And this is where we're going to leave it. I'm going to cover the last segment, which is opt, opt for said. It's true that you'll want to avoid chattering your story with obtrusive, obtrusive, sorry, speaker attribution. Having a character consistently uh, shortle, exclaim, retort, chip in, quip, and question rather than Simply say anything will become a distraction. Readers will stop pre present in the story and will start searching for your next synonym, synonym for set. They get it. They know you're, you own a thesaurus. Just tell the story. On the other hand, the use of set can become tiresome when it appears repeatedly on the same page. And when used improperly, it can also be a giveaway that you're an inexperienced writer. Bob said, does not equal, said Bob. To hear how your dialogue reads, try inserting the pronoun instead of the character's name. For example, that's an, that's an awesome car, Bob said. That's an awesome car, he said. 
Both of these statements make sense, but look at what happens when you write it the other way. That's an awesome car, said Bob. That's an awesome car, said he. If you wouldn't write, said he, then don't write, said Bob. Stick with placing the speaker's name before the verb, unless there's an overwhelming contextual reason not to. Don't use attributions, attributions I'm sorry, simply to indicate who's speaking. Use them to create pauses reflected in actual speech to characterize and to even orchestrate the pace and movement of the scene. She was strangled, so he murmured another one. That snippet of dialogue reads much differently from she was strangled, so another one, he murmured. So basically he says, she was strangled, so he muttered another one. Very different. And then additionally, speaker attributions can be used to maintain or diminish status. Compare the two following sentences. Come here, he said now. Come here now, he said. See how the placement of the speaker attribution in the first example creates a pause that emphasizes the last word while also raising the dominance of the speaker. Come here, he said, now. So, this, this is where we're going to leave off for today. I, I thank you for listening to In the Artist Realm. I will have another show on Thursday uh, to go over the exercises of Chapter 2 with Gloria... Uh, I think it was, um, give me a second here. Gloria Kempton. I will go over those exercises and then we'll resume on chapter three of Steve, Stephen James and discuss avoid long speeches, be grammatically correct, show what the characters are doing while they're talking, keep character speech consistent. And we'll leave it at that. And uh, let me share, uh, and then we'll go into the little boxes that he has in here as well. And I hope you enjoyed Crafting Dynamic Dialogue today. Happy Tuesday. I am Sylvia Stein. I'll have more author news coming up soon. I hope you'll check me out on Instagram. I do post live video there. I'm trying it out here and there. Um, trying to go into that question thing they have now where you can ask me questions about the live video. I will be posting this uh, video or this audio, sorry, of In the Artist Realm uh, on the In the Artist Realm page on Facebook. If you haven't followed us there, we'll also post it on my author page under Sylvia Stein and also on my writing tips book, uh, sorry, writing tips group on Facebook. It is private. If you would like to join it, please send me a message through sillwriter07 at gmail.com. Or you could send me a message on In the Artist Realm uh, messages and also on my author page, Sylvia Stein. I hope you all have a great, great Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed uh, In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein here on Podbean. It's a little shorter today because I want to make sure you guys are understanding the different things I'm talking about. And if you have any other questions, please feel free to contact me on uh, In the Artist Realm on my author page and on sillwriter07 at gmail.com. I hope you will give us a review and check out the rest of our shows. We'll see you on, on, uh, on Thursday. And thank you for joining us. Have a great one. And here we go. Let me get this.
This was In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein. Thank you for joining us through Podbean.com. Join us again on Thursday. Have a happy, happy Tuesday. This was In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein. Join us for another show on Thursday through Podbean.com. You do it right to update your home and stick to your budget. Lowe's is here to help with Labor Day savings throughout the store. Upgrade your appliances and save up to 40% off select appliance special values. Like a Samsung front load laundry pair with steam and a champagne finish was $19.98 and now is just $13.96. And refresh your home with $15 off gallon cans and $45 off 5-gallon pails via Lowe's gift card rebate when you buy select interior and exterior paint and stain. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Paint offer valid through 9-4, appliance offer valid through 9-11, U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.